T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. The Chicago Transit Authority serves all of Chicago. You can argue about how well it does that, but the CTA is a transportation agency of and for city residents. So you might wonder if it even needs an official in charge of equity and inclusion. My guest this weekend is prepared to give an emphatic yes. Denise Barreto is the CTA's first ever chief equity and engagement officer. And I'm political editor Craig Delamore, and this is At Issue. (laughs) 
Denise Wilmer Barreto has been the CTA's inaugural Chief Equity and Engagement Officer since July. She's done the inauguration thing before. She was Cook County's first Director of Equity and Inclusion. And you know, County Board President Tony Preckwinkle, last week's guest, sets the bar pretty high for equity efforts. So ex expectations are probably pretty high at the Transit Authority. Uh, before her equity employment, Ms. Barreto was a village trustee for Lake in the Hills. In addition to also being a TED Talk speaker, she is co-founder of Circuit Productions, which aims to foster equity and inclusion in the arts and cultural realm. So Denise Barreto, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Well, we're glad to have you. And we might as well start with the most basic questions like, what does an equity and engagement officer do <laughs> for a transit agency? Yeah, well, and I think that's a great question in general. I think people are asking that question across industries, right? Like it's industry agnostic, that question. And what I would say to you is, um, well, first of all, I get up every day to make this country live up to its promise of liberty and justice for all. That's my, that's my life's work, that's my purpose. It shows up in lots of different areas. And the reason that an equity and engagement um, officer or someone is needed to be dedicated to that is because this country has a track record of not doing that, right? And we have systems, including the transit system, up to and including the last way that it was it was funded back 40 years ago where these systems intentionally don't take care of people, right? And don't take care of the people that need taking care of the most. And so that's the emphatic answer. Until we get these systems to do it, to do what um, our constitution aspirationally says, because because I would argue they're doing what they were designed to do already. So we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna make them do something different because they were founded in inequity. They were founded in subjugation and and oppression. And so the idea that you can just make something do different than what it was designed to do is just really faulty. I'm much more um, inclined to say I'm here to build systems that are resilient so that people don't have to be. And as you pointed out, you're, you're, you're there to build systems that did not exist even where they should have. I mean, Chicago has had its struggles with equity when it comes to, uh, especially uh, the CTA, uh, when it comes to service improvements and, and cuts. And let's face it, the extension of the Red Line South is only now moving to the front burner when it's been talked about since the first mayor daily. So Clearly, yeah, a lot of 50 work. years, my entire lifetime, I will be 52 in a couple of weeks. And that project I've heard about since I was a child. I mean, you know, we're laughing about it, but that's actually really sad. That's a that's a very sad commentary that it took 50 years of talking about it and community folks advocating. And of course, my president of uh, Dorval Carter in his this is his third to go round at uh, CTA. And this has been something that has been um you know, a very important part of, of his career. And so I'm so glad that we're getting to finally extend it and break that ground while he's the president. And you're getting there, uh, you know, at a challenging time, but also, as you point out, Dorval Carter has been uh, emphasizing this, you know, in, in his term. Um, so you're not walking into a completely unbuilt structure. I mean, you know, you, you, there, there, there's some foundation there at least. And, and what, what do you see there that shows that at least the intent, if not the resources, have been there? Right. So that's a great way to put it, um, Craig, is that 
the intent. And I think um, we're very fortunate because, you know, I love to hear the story of how Dorval Carter, his first go round here was as a young lawyer who was on the wrong side of, of an equity issue related to accessibility and how that sparked his story of being wanting equity because he found himself on, you know, defending the, the authority um, when, and he lost, right? Cause folks were trying to get more accessibility. And he, I love when I hear him tell that story. Cause he's like, I'm sitting here as a young lawyer thinking, why are we fighting people who want access to public transit just because they have disabilities? And so I think that can speak to the sensibility of this person, but let's be real just like the person you just mentioned, who is one of my political heroes, Madam President, Tony Preckwinkle, you know, she was about that life too, but it's one thing to be about that life and have practices. It's another thing to have policies, right? The work that I did at the county was centered around codifying, right? They had done equity things before I got there, just like CTA. CTA has a lot of practices that are um, that that promote equity. However, not all of those practices are codified. So the point is, if, if Dor a, a president comes into power that isn't a Dorville Carter, who doesn't care about this, if it's just a practice, it's not something that is transformational and sustainable. So, so I will say there's lots and lots of foundational things around the CTA. And that's what I've been doing. Hey, my first 100 days ends tomorrow. And so I've spent the first 100 days getting my arms around what are the things they're doing right now that we need to codify into the future versus what are the things um, we need to create? And when you, you know, when you walk into the door and you see what's before you, what, um, what are the things that need codifying first? Mm. Well, for one, uh, we do DBE like no one else. I, I, I mean, everyone's laughing because they're like, you're definitely an ad girl because I have a lot of phrases that I use. But, but and I'm define DBE. Yeah, define, I'm sorry, disadvantaged business enterprise. So when you hear about minority business, MBE, which is minority business enterprise, which I was and am a certified minority business. Um, and, and that's a part of a program that, you know, federally and locally to ensure that we try to close the gap on um, contracting with businesses. And what I will say is CTA is heads and tails above anyone I've ever been, been around. And I obviously was at the county where they do have some really great practices. A lot of the things that they do here that are different from other folks is they have a lot of wraparound services. They have act helping uh, disadvantaged and minority businesses get access to capital. Now that's, that's above and beyond, right? Lots of people have, um, what do you call it? They have uh, percentages, the goals, you know, they have MBE goals or DBE goals on certain contracts or certain projects. Well, that's what everyone's doing. There's a whole nother thing helping these businesses access capital, wrapping, you know, wraparound services to help them be able to compete. And one of my favorite stories of CTA is one of our, MBEs, he's about to graduate out of the program because when he completes the RLE project for us, I believe his net worth and his business is going to no longer qualify. And that's the point. You know, Black and minority owned businesses, we don't want a handout. We don't want, we just want opportunity. And when you give us opportunity, we are going to thrive. So that's one of the things that I plan to um, codify because I'm not sure 
how much of that is policy versus practice, I'm still getting my arms around it. That's that's one that that comes to mind right away. And one of the uh, problems or one of the challenges that I uh, I've seen in this kind of thing uh, is about scaling, and in fact, even sometimes graduation mm-hmm. from the you know the the MBE or WBE or DBE program isn't isn't always a great thing. Correct. Uh, because then you may not, you don't have the wherewithal to be a prime contractor, but you're- It's, a, it's like a purgatory. Yeah. It's like a purgatory, yeah. It is, a, it is that, it can be that, right? But I think in the particular case that I'm talking about, this is an engineering firm that's been around for 25 years, you know, started here in Chicago. He's got offices in- Indianapolis, I believe LA, he's been expanding. So, so you're right. It's that he's, he's about to move into a territory where he's no longer an MBE and he's going to have to compete on a prime basis. Um, But this particular uh, business, I feel really strongly has been uniquely uh, positioned for that. And and in part because of some of the work that they've done at the CTA. What are the kinds of things that need to be done though? uh, And, and, and will be done at the CTA to bring more businesses in at that at that first level where sure. they may not have had the skills or the knowledge sure. to even apply for them. So right now we have a fantastic director who I am lobbying for because of his uh he's he's amazing. He was he actually just got an award, Juan Pablo Prieto. And and we have a whole division around outreach and, and workforce support for them. So that is one of the ways I think that we do that differently than other folks, right? We have a whole team of people dedicated to supporting those businesses because it's one thing to get the contract. It's a whole nother thing to be able to deliver on it and, and help people at the various stages that they might be at in their DBE or MBE journey. So what I'm proud of here at, at, at um, the, the authority is that we have a team that's looking at businesses across the various, you know, phases of where they are. Obviously, we have the folks like the, the engineering firm I just mentioned that is graduating out. But we also have firms that we're helping get ready to be able to, uh, you know, to compete for projects. So we have um, put together and, and, you know, that that department is solid. It's, you know, I think 22 people strong. I'm just now, again, getting my arms around them. We're about to do um, a strategic planning session at the end of November, where we're going to really look at you know, who we are, who we serve, and well, how are the ways we can grow that? So um, you'll have to have me back in about six months or so, and we can talk about what, what we came up with. And we absolutely will. Uh, but talk to me about one of the other areas and maybe yes. one of the most challenging areas uh, where you need contractors, and that's construction. Uh, and, you know, you, you've been around, you know, enough to know that when we've had construction, even with the CTA, the complaint in some areas, uh, even when re- the uh, red line was remade, the part of it that exists now, mm-hmm. we see people building things in our neighborhood and they don't look like us. Yes. Coming from other states, in fact, and very often. And how do, how do you attract that or address that? Because you're dealing with companies that have specialties that have experience and that have that scale we were talking about. 
Yeah, we, well, I, you know, I can't speak entirely to that. I've been at the CTA for 15 weeks, so I'm not going to speak outside <laughs> of what I know, but what I do know is that our, um, our, I know what our intentions are. And I also know that there is commitment from the top and now, you know, having someone, you know, dedicated to this, because right now, you know, the way it's been, it's been within, you know, our bureau, our bureau, I say bureau, that's me talking county terms. It's It's been in our area of administration and now it's moving into equity. And so we'll have a little bit more attention. And again, um, I don't know all the tactics just yet, but um, again, you have me back and I'll, I'll know that next time. <laughs> well, and that's a, that, that is a, a good thing to uh, uh, talk about. The uh, let's start to talk a little bit about the budget, but the thing that people keep hearing when they uh, when they hear about the CTA, in fact, transit in general, is we're heading toward a fiscal cliff. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> a three quarter billion dollar shortfall uh, in 2026. Yes. How is that going to affect uh, the kinds of efforts that you're involved in? Because let's face it. When times get tough, where do, you know, oh. where governments and everyone, first? everyone cuts equity first. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> but talk well, a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, first of all, I want to talk about I'm so glad because that's where a lot of my attention has been. The last 100 days has been around our government and community engagement and government and community relations. So we have really. Um, I did that strategic planning. I was just telling you I'm about to do um, with the uh, DBE team. I did that within four weeks of being at CTA. So this summer, before the summer was over, sat down with the very talented team I have in government and community relations. And we've been um, meeting aldermen in their wards and understanding we were in Springfield last week at the veto session. And so here are the three things I want you to take away from the upcoming fiscal cliff. First of all, we do not need to go over it. Let me start with that. There is no reason that a region as vibrant and as um, dependent on transit as we are, we're not going over the cliff. So I'm already, I, I, I've been in Springfield and I can tell you I see a path to us getting what we need. But that's the first thing. The second thing is I don't want the money that you're talking about, right? Because you're talking about a three quarter of a billion, which basically puts us where we are today. I'm in the mode of what does transit need to be? We are a 76 year old agency and in the rapidly evolving needs of transit, we have not been able to meet just yet. And so part of, and, and it's funny, um, my president was talking today before the Cook County board about this vision for transit moving forward. And it's more of what do what do we need to be and what do we need to be within the ecosystem of caring for people in Chicago? Right. If there's an ecosystem of caring for people in Chicago, transit is at the heart of it, baby. We are the artery of it. We're the epicenter. And so because we are responsible for mobility, that is not just, um, you know, literal mobility. It's also it's also metaphorically right. People having access to. Um, getting to jobs, to recreation, to fun. And so for us, we need to stay in our lane and be dealing with transit issues. And as you know, there's so much going on. There's such a need um, of human services that the transit, you know, we've become a place for that. So that comes to my third thing, which is we are going to partner, partner, partner. 
I was on BEZ last week talking about it. We cannot, we are not in the, we're in the moving people business. We are in the transit business and we are struggling to focus on that and get our, our, um, get our, our staffing where the levels where we need it. And so when people are asking us to do things outside of that, that is not going to be possible. So it's going to happen through partnerships. So those are the things I've been focusing on is, and I'm talking to everybody. In fact, later today, I'm talking to a group that literally protests us on a weekly basis who are ghosting us, you know, talking about different things. And and I don't care. I want to talk to everybody and anybody that wants to talk about how we can make transit what we need it to be. You know what I mean? And so it's been a, it's been a whirlwind 15 weeks, um, but it's been very much a blessing and a lot, a lot of listening, listening to my listening outside to, to groups, but also listening internally to our operators and to our workers. And we're going to talk more about that listening. And you are listening to WBBM News Radio's At Issue. I'm Craig Delamore. My guest this week is Denise Barreto, Chief Equity and Engagement Officer for the Chicago Transit Authority. And I'm sure when you do and when you have gone and talked to um, riders and, and, and others in the city, uh, you are probably getting people saying, well, yeah, we we you know we know the CTA's there, but you know when are we going to see better service? When are we going to see more service? When are we going to see buses coming faster? Um, mm -hmm. Which all brings us to the budget questions. Yes, and what in the CTA's budget? First off, what needs to be there that's not there now, and what is there that needs to be? Strengthened. Well, I'll talk to what's there first. How about that? Okay. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble asking me what's needed. Uh, but but in reality, we are, are a lot of our efforts are around our people and our operations, right? Because our people are what, so there are lots of new and, and exciting things to strengthen our workforce, right? We are, we're, um, we are on an almost $2 billion budget without raising our fares, but investing heavily in our operations. And, and when I say operations, I mean, we, you know, we can't get bus drivers and, and rail operators onto the streets fast enough. And so that's a lot of what our investment is, is in our recruitment, in our retention, because as much as we are absolutely, we're on track to hire right now, more people than we've hired in the history of the authority. However, um, the way that people see their jobs at the CTA has changed and, and our model is going to have to adapt to that. Like people, we, you know, we were very heavily reliant on overtime, right? Because that's just, you know, it was how you, it was how you made an even better living on top of the living. And what we've seen is that people, especially coming to post pandemic, people's um, priorities have shifted and, and people want more quality time and people want, um, a quality of life. And so you can't have a quality of life if you're working a ton of overtime. And so a lot of assumptions we have had in the past, we are using this budget to help us address that, okay, we're going to have to recruit more and have more people because the people we have, we don't want to lose them from exhaustion. We don't want them to be forced to do overtime um, to have the kind of life that they want. So um, that that's the thing I think we're most proud of about that budget besides not raising fares. Um, but I do think what, when, you know, when you ask me what needs to be there, there's also some expansion on customer service. We're um, adding chat box, which will help us um, 
you know, we have a customer service division, but with the AI chat boxes, there's a lot of questions that we could answer where people don't have to be on hold, which is also a quality of life issue. And so we're doing, we're implementing some of those things that are coming through into the next budget. Um, you may have heard we're doing a pilot with um, the Chicago Public Health Department related to, um, you know, just services for our most vulnerable and having like, so there's a vending machine that's already at the 95th Street Terminal that's going to be stocked with Narcan, fentanyl strips, um, feminine hygiene product kits, and, and just ways that we can use our footprint to help in that ecosystem of, ki- of care. So I'm really excited. And I do want to talk about the engagement part of your your mm. title. Um, and you mentioned going out to uh, to talk to a community group that has been critical. Uh, talk a little bit more about that, about what kinds sure. of groups and where you go and where you are willing to go. Oh, I love this question. So here's the thing. And I hope anybody who's listening even if you're mad at us, I want to talk to you. One of, and the reason is we cannot be better and serve this area if we're not listening. And so that's been part of what my, um, I say my, it's me and my team. We have revamped our government and community engagement area. And I want to tell you how we see ourselves now. We see ourselves as advocates. We are advocates and we are community ears and arms and listening and bringing folks in because we don't want to speak for folks we want people to speak for themselves right we want with no decisions made without people that those decisions are affecting and so when i tell you we're talking to groups let me tell you i'm talking faith-based community-based issue-based region and hyper local right i think about rage over in um Rage, which I believe they're in Englewood. That's a group that I am friends with from back when I was at the county. I think about Brave Space Alliance. So we're talking also identity related um, groups. We want to talk to everybody. And here's the other thing I want to say. Everyone talks a lot about riders. We need to talk to everyone because everyone pays for transit. Whether you ever set foot on a train or bus, you are still paying for it and you have a vested interest in transit being vibrant and healthy because the lifestyles that we enjoy in the Chicago area are made possible by transit, right? A lot of the people that serve us, I always tell people, you have your life in Wrigleyville that you love so much and you may never get on a bus or a train, but guess what? The life you have in Wrigleyville is fueled by people who don't live there who get there by transit, right? And a lot of the people that revel with you are getting there by transit because they're sure in the hell ain't no parking up there. So, you know what I mean? Like we have to, we have to not just talk to the people that are happy with us, the people that are our friends. We got to talk to the people that are mad. We also have to talk to the people that don't think they have to talk to us because you are going to help us get that funding we need in Springfield. And when you get that funding in Springfield or when you try to get that funding in Springfield, you're talking to government officials as well. And how much does that uh, kind of communication, that kind of engagement have to change? It does have to change. And I and, you know, I will say this. We we have one of the leanest government relations teams for what we're trying to do and what our budget is and what we're covering. It's unreal. And so that's the other thing right now. We just sort of realigned ourselves to tackle the 50 wards that we have to serve. And then you think about throughout the state. Yes, we have our our um, 
lawmakers that are in this area. But I was in Springfield last week talking to people from Savannah, Illinois, talking to people from Peoria, because again, and, and everyone laughed when I said it, if we don't get the funding we need, this state's going to have to sell a hell of a lot of pumpkins and corn to make things work, right? Because the kinds of cuts that you'll have to have to transit if we don't get what we need. And, and when I say we, I don't just mean CTA. I'm locking step in arms with both PACE and Metra because we're a unit. And to, to the general user, we're serving this area. Now, of course, CTA carries 80% of the folks who use transit. So we need to I'm starting to plant the seeds. We need a more equitable funding model to relate to that because we get compared a lot to New York, to MTA, to places where they have different funding models than us. And, and our funding model, which originates um, the one that we're in right now from 1983, it's been 40 years and it's outdated and it is inequitable. And so that's what we're going to be talking to lawmakers about where that's what we're doing during veto session it's all been about education and you know i'm so glad you you brought up that point about um you know talking to them and how that's different than talking to the general public i'm letting lawmakers know this is a once in a generation type thing you know if this if this act hasn't been opened in 40 years i'm telling these people you are going to be judged right? In 20 years from now, from the decisions that you make today. And you know, I can say that because I've been elected before. A lot of times when you, you know, when you're talking to these folks, they're like, well, you don't understand. You'd have never had your, 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 your name on a ballot. I have twice in McHenry County, right? That wasn't very friendly to people that look mm. like me. So yeah. I can tell you, I understand and I empathize. And I also take very seriously that responsibility. And I want to partner with them to make the right decision for our region. Let me ask you, how did you get into this line of work? Um, because I don't think there were many people who wake up, uh, you know, in, in the <laughs> middle of high school and go, you know what? I want to be an, an equity officer. Uh. <laughs> but but what, what event or what uh, sure. training uh, set you on this path? So, you know, I... <laughs> Honestly, I didn't want to be in this business. You know, I'm a Gen X um, black woman who came up in corporate America. I was on my way to being someone's CEO or someone's CMO. That's the way I was going. I was not, I was a business major. I was a communications, like I wasn't trying to be in equity, um, but let's be real. Um, corporate America didn't know what to do with this energy and it abused this energy and it didn't promote this energy in the way that it should have. And I ended up turning this energy to public office as a hobby, right? Because I couldn't get all of this, you know, energy fulfilled in the work that I was doing at a, at a um, I'm not giving them a plug at all, back when I was in my corporate days. And so I ran for and won public office. And again, this was before those young women of color, childbearing age, you know, all the squads you see today. I, I was me and Stacey Abrams were doing that in small pockets and nobody was talking about it and nobody was investing in us. I did not want to do this work. But you know what? I got called into it because of what my skills are, my skills, my courage and, and my tenacity. And you see this energy. I mean, you're feeling it <laughs> like like I can't contain this energy. I'm a Scorpio, too. So it's either it's either all in or it's nothing. So, you know, I always tell people I'm, I'm head first into it. And now that I'm here. Um, I, I love it. And, and it's my life's work to make us do what we say we want to do. Like our constitution says some very clear things that we've never been able to live up to. So I've always loved the government, always been a reader. And so I guess it was destiny that I didn't realize. 
Well, I am sure that the people at the CTA, in fact, I know the people at the CTA are glad that they were able to realize it because uh, uh, they they very much uh, thought uh, we should definitely focus on you. And I am glad we did. And we will do it again uh, sometime soon. That's all the time we have this time. Uh, and I would like to thank Denise Barreto, Chief Equity and Engagement Officer for the Chicago Transit Authority, for spending the time with us. To our listeners, if you would like a copy of this program or just to hear it again, please visit our website. That's WBBMNewsRadio.com. There's a link on the homepage. You can also find our podcasts on Odyssey.com. We'll be back next week with another edition of At Issue, and I hope you'll be listening. Until then, I'm Craig Delamore, News Radio 1059 WBBM. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.